This is dedicated to the niggas that was down from day one. Welcome to Death Row. Like we always do about this time. <laughs> yeah, nine dudes. Death Row records. Creeping while you're sleeping. Niggas with attitudes? Nah, low. Niggas on a motherfucking mission. What up, niggas and niggas? That crazy ass niggas back in the motherfucking his ales. The notorious Compton G D R E on the solo tip. Fuck the mother fools. What up, Ren? Yeah. Drop the chronic flakes on your ass, biatch. West Coast flavor. Niggas who talk shit get dealt with real quick. So if you wanna take a trip to the road, let a nigga like Snoop Doggy Dog know. Protected by niggas with big dicks, AKs, and 187 skills. Uh, big dicks, AKs, and 187 skills. That's how we do on Brodo GP. I'm Kev. Normally, this is the part where I would introduce Rob, but that asshole is sick as fuck. He's the only dipshit that in 80 degree Southern California, San Diego weather got fucking pneumonia. So, uh, y'all probably wondered why we haven't released anything in a while. We told you we'd be releasing videos, and we're doing top fives, and we're gonna do the live podcasts, and at first Rob was sick, and we thought it was like not a big deal. Maybe he had strep or a cold, and his voice was kind of crazy. We kind of have this hard and fast rule that if I can't record, or Rob can't record, or George can't record, George being my wonderful little cat who is with me right now, uh, we don't record just because uh, we're kind of the, that's kind of some of the hard and fast rules that we have. Well, let me tell you something right now, guys. We got some other hard and fast rules that we're going to break as well. Um, three, four weeks in with nothing, Rob finds out fucking dipshit has pneumonia. Hella bad, too. The guy straight can't talk, so he is donezo. So. Eventually, we just had to decide we have to release something because we can't leave our fans hanging. We can't leave the crew hanging, the Brodo army. We have to have stuff out there. Way too much has happened. That being said, I'm Kevin, and you're the listener, and this is motherfucking Brodo GP. Big Dicks, AKs, 187 skills is how we do. If for some reason your big dicks, AKs, and one fucking eight seven skills gets you into a problem, you could call our sponsors, Writers Law. That's Writers Law with a Z dot com. They're the California accident injury lawyers. Every episode, I basically explain how I could get into some fucked up situation and maybe they'll bail you out. I wonder if at some point Cy will get mad at me about that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't think he wants people calling him up and saying, yo, I have a big dick and AK and my 187 skills got me into a little bit of trouble. Uh, if you get in a bike accident, motorcycle accident, someone cuts you off, definitely give them a call. If you, uh, actually partake in your 187 skills, probably want to call someone else. So, uh, that being said, Writer's Law with a Z, writerslaw.com, hit them up for sure, and if not, if everything's good, their website, they have a blog, they've been supporting moto shit left and right, they support a lot of youth moto riders in Moto America, the fucking, uh, 300 class, I think they're responding, basically, I'm already drunk as fuck, so, no box wine tonight, guys, but I did stop at 7-Eleven and get me some $4 Pinot Noir, it's some high-class shit, some Pinot Noir, and that's how I do, and, uh, 
I mentioned there that we would uh, have some hard and fast rules that we don't normally break. Me not being there means no record, or Rob not being there means no record, and I'm breaking rule number one. Rule number two being no politics and uh, no objectification of women. But since Rob ain't here, as you can tell by my dope-ass intro, I'm going to break both those fucking rules because we're talking about two things dog we're talking about the moto e and the um the fallout from that some people are into it some people are not and we're talking about formula voldemort's the, the fucking series that shall not be named getting rid of umbrella girls grid girls no longer gone no longer on the grid totally gone highly highly controversial so uh I wonder if actually anyone will let me release this episode since I'm completely wasted on my Pinot Knower, my Peanut Knower. George is looking at me and I'm ready to uh, spit some fire on these topics. There's no one that can stop me. There's no one that can mute me. Rob can't text me because my shit is on airplane mode. So uh, I get nothing. Just me Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and the fucking Brodo crew putting it down. And George obviously as well. In the meantime, maybe I'll release uh, another top five video. Let's say uh, top five cats at Kevin's house. That's a, a suggestion that I think would be good. I can tell you off the bat, there is uh, more than five, so I'd have to ta- narrow that down pretty good, but uh, it's there. Don't worry, guys. Rob has gone to the hospital. He's uh, on his antibiotics. He's getting better. So I'm going to leave talking about the tests, uh, Sepang test, Jorge Lorenzo being fast, uh, Yamaha being super good early on, then having their grip problems come up again, uh, Scott Redding floundering a little bit, Jack Miller looking, looking faster than shit, all that stuff. I'll wait till Rob is back, till we can bounce back and forth, the arrow, the new rules, what's going to be changing again, all those things uh, when Rob is back, Everett's back, we'll get those on, maybe we'll have some more guests, but uh, I know Josh Heron has said he wants to be on, tell us about what he's doing, uh, 2018, definitely get it going, but in the meantime, we got some shit to talk about, so fucking recently, Dorna dropped the dreaded Moto E class. Depending on what side of the fence you're on, this is either fucking super dope homeboy from the Oak Town MC Hammer style, or you are super duper not into it. I mean, if you're a rolling co- rolling coal homeboy from Oklahoma, you might not be super into the Formula E, or excuse me, the Moto E class. But they did drop what's going to happen 2019. They're going to have 18 bikes on the grid, five races in the European part rounds, and there'll be 10 laps each. And uh, they're going to drop that spec bike. You'll see satellite teams getting two bikes. I think it's said the seven satellite teams will get two bikes. And you'll be seeing uh, Moto2 and Moto3 teams also get that bikes should they partake. Dorna will be dropping, um, covering most of the costs for that to get that off the ground. Uh, Cap Rossi definitely released the bike you saw it it was kind of funny it had it was like white cap rossi is way too old and way too out of season in terms of his shape that we should be talking about to be maybe rocking white leathers the bike had that kind of off green color that they make everything that's green elon musk style um that was a little chintzy not super into that but the bike did look mean it was fucking rad it looks pretty quick Torque is super good. They're saying like 85% charge in 30 minutes, and it has like 140 horsepower, 147 horsepower, somewhere in that range. Don't quote me. Can't look that shit up because I'm on airplane mode so that Rob can't text me and tell me to shut the fuck up. But uh, 
So we saw that bike get released. Caparossi did some laps. They were keen to put some charging station pictures on it. The class is going to be sponsored by an Italian energy company that's dropping uh, high-speed charging stations all over Italy and Western Europe. Meet. There's two ways you can look at it. And here's what I'm saying, guys. I think it's fucking dope, personally. The shit is rad. Here's the deal, guys. There's only so much fucking oil. As much as we don't want to admit, there's only so many dead dinosaurs that we can blow up inside of fucking engines for our entertainment before it becomes, uh, you know, the, the, the ratio to... Uh, good times versus risk is is a little bit much at some point extracting that's going to be too expensive and it's just the way of the world guys as much as you want to fight the change as much as you want to argue and as much as you want to say that it's dumb it's too quiet i don't know here's what i envision is these fucking electric bikes flying down the fucking road sounding like basically motherfucking tie fighters like there yes there's not a loud engine but they're screeching to the tires there's the sound that they make we're gonna throw some wings on those bad boys soon i bet that dirty air you know is gonna make some noise and basically speaking of the dirty air the wind to change is blowing guys you've seen paris is talking about getting rid of uh, combustion cars a lot of countries are making the move especially in europe especially high congestion areas it's time to at least be at the forefront of what's happening they have to at least experiment with what's going on try it and see a spec series using existing bikes exist excuse me existing teams so the bikes already have sponsors they already have uh you know sponsors on the bikes they already look like other stuff you've seen it's just going to be added to the show it's it's a good way to transition in and i don't want to hear how dumb it is because y'all are probably the same fuckheads they were talking about how crt was totally stupid and it was ruining racing and yes i'm including casey stoner and those fuckheads who was include who said crt was ruining racing because y'all were just straight wrong crts pave the way for the reclaiming of the series via the rules and getting satellite teams like we saw in 2016 winning races competing or in 2017 you saw zarco and you saw fucking petrucci battling for podiums and at least looking at wins clearly dorna knows what's happening moto 2 has relatively been a success in terms of, uh, of excitement moto 3 moto gp is light years better than it was at this time 10 years ago and so what we're seeing is i think at least dorna is continuing to look forward adjust rules and see what's going on personally as kevin i think it's fucking rad i think I mean, I like electric bikes. Uh, I like the idea of at least having the alternate. We need to at least have a series that's going to push the bikes forward, get them fast, get them quicker charging, get them going. I, I saw like Carmelo's original like idea and inspiration for this thing was they would even be charged like via solar. Like the whole series would be a green as fuck. Um, that, you know, reality of that was obviously thrown off. But even then, if we're talking about efficiency and low emissions, having your power come from the power stations and charging up is obviously a lot better than all the transportation costs involved in shipping oil and refine it to gas and get it to each gas station it's still more efficient it's still uh, lower emissions does motorcycle racing or racing in general need noise does it need loud booming engines fuck i don't know i'll tell you this man at laguna seca when that ducati ran by when Chaz davis fucking came by with that double exhaust all that fit sh that fucking shit like shook your soul man like i could feel my intestines like 
fucking vibrating up and down. And it was pretty badass. You all seen Talladega Nights where she's, you know, she's fucking the sound of the engines roaring up my leg. You know, I mean, yeah, it's cool. And it's good to go. But we have to at least see the difference. How fast are they going to be? I don't know. Part of that's going to depend on how they're able to get top quality riders into it. We've seen some teams talk about looking to poach some BSB riders. And I know that there's some riders out there that would love to do five rounds on Dorna Television and streamed uh, and get their sponsors out there, get their name out there and get sort of their way into the world championship. The real question is, is this a, like a back door into the Grand Prix paddock, uh, you know, see a lot of guys kind of froze out in Superbike or in British Superbike or especially in America. I mean, fuck, does Josh Heron want to get on that? Does Cameron Bobier want to get on that? Run five races outside of his contract or get a clause in there? He's been there. He's been around the block. He knows the scene. Maybe there's Ben Spees. I mean, fucking for reals. Ben Spees thought he was going to fucking get like, you know, $5 million a year and ride Ducati like he was getting in 2006 when shit was booming. But times have changed. I mean, people don't... The youth in America, at least aren't really into flashy and loud. It's the number one thing that people hate Harleys for it. It's not the same thing. Loud is not in vogue. And it may be simply that if you think loud and noise and rumbling is required, maybe that's a sign of the times. Maybe that kind of ages you a little bit. And you have to at least understand that the series needs to experiment and needs to try new avenues to see if it works or it doesn't. Because here's the thing, you have preconceived notions that it's not going to work, but you don't know that. You don't know until you actually see it. I mean, you really have no idea if it's going to be good or if it's going to be bad until you actually see it. Let's get some good racers on those bikes. We have established teams. That's a smart way. Good teams are having those bikes. Good mechanics, good crews setting those things up. And uh, it's only going to come down to you know two things. Which team sets that thing up the quickest and which team is able to secure the highest end rider. I mean, what we don't want to see is like, like how you've seen in maybe some national series where you have one or two guys like an Eric Bostrom riding and then a bunch of glorified club racers where it's not even close or at the Isle of Man where you get some high-end rider and then a bunch of fucking dipshits that have no real business being there. Having the existing sponsors, having the existing teams and the connections I think is really what's going to bring in the top riders, uh, or excuse me, the top speeds, that the class is going to look well. And let's be honest, we would all watch Valentino fight Mark Marquez if they were on, you know, single cylinder 450 dirt bikes going on a quarter track. You know how I know that? Because everyone fucking watches Super Prestigio and then as soon as Mark Marquez isn't in it, no one fucking watches it. So it really comes down to getting some name quality riders on there. I'd love to see them snag different superbike riders from national series around, snag some BSB, some American, some uh, you know, some of the Italian or CEV superbike riders, get them in there, get some name, some prestige, and it'll be good to go. That being said, me as Kevin thinks it's super dope. Not everyone thinks it's so great. You know how I know? Because alternate Kevin, who is here, yo, what's up, guys? This is alternate Kevin. He does not agree so much uh, with it. And, he, you know, basically alternate Kevin, you know, well, hold, hold, hold on, regular Kevin. Let me uh, let me take this over for you. This is right here is some fucking bullshit, liberal ass, whiny, green 
BS. Motorcycles are supposed to be fucking loud. Motorcycles are in your fucking face. They're loud. They're fucking dirty. And they're quick. And dumbing this shit down to some quiet, corporate, clean cut. I mean, look how they de de debuted this thing. They had a perfectly clean white leathers and a stereotypical green stripe on the bike. This shit was as contrived as fucking possible. It's so, so lame. The batteries are fucking heavier than shit. The bikes are slow. And they're basically force-feeding us this. You saw exactly what they're doing next year. They're fucking lowering like seven or eight races per uh, uh, one lap or two laps each. And you know that's so... It's so contrived. It's paving the way so they can squeeze Formula E, or excuse me, Moto E into this, this show in 2019 and basically force us to watch it. They'll probably stick it in between some of the normal GP races and force that shit. No one wants to see it. No one's interested in a bunch of fucking lip dick millennial techies riding around on their stupid ass electric bikes, spec series. And it's a classic thing. It's just like all electric stuff. All electric stuff is basically subsidized by the government, it's communist bullshit, and it's jammed down our throats. This is fucking America, dog. I want dirty-ass dirt bikes. I'd rather have two strokes smoking out the back. Even four strokes I'm not so comfortable with. If you don't have oil spitting off the motorcycle in some facet... I don't want to see it. I don't want these guys flying down the straights at, you know, at super silent where I can fucking hear them fart their European paella farts. I'm not interested in that shit. I'm never going to be interested in that shit. And I'm just going to turn it off. I'll fucking take a knee and I will fucking protest this injustice that is force feeding us of the uh, Moto E class. Wow, Alternate Kevin, you have uh, some pretty seriously anger uh, induced thought process this hey man i'm just saying like no one wants to see this shit no one buys these bikes no one's ever heard of this like energetica kind like it's like this stupid niche ass italian like motorbike it's an italian bike that caparossi has and an italian company that makes superchargers is or excuse me quick chargers for electric are going to be the sponsor this shit reeks of nepotism and you know how much both alternate and normal kevin hate nepotism yeah that's true nepotism sucks pretty bad fuck yeah it sucks sucks pretty bad why you gotta undercut this thing you know it sucks and you're just trying to say that because you want to look cool and you want to look special and you want to think you're hip and edgy and ahead of the times and how much you think electric bikes good there's no excitement well i would say this man two things as normal kevin is noise really required for motorcycle fuck yeah it is why are you even asking that hold on hold on hold on what I'm saying is, is noise specifically required for the excitement? And the reason I ask you is, is like of the millions of people around the world that will watch MotoGP all season, it's fractions of a percent of those people that actually attend races. I mean, they fucking go to Qatar and there's like eight people in the stands for Qatar and they still race there. So the vast majority of people that are going are watching on TV where... Obviously, they're dialing down the noise. You have guys commentating over it. You have fucking Dylan Gray, well, up until now, busting in constantly. So you don't really hear the noise anyway. In terms of the television show, it's not part of the show. It's dialed down. For that reason alone, there's no reason they can't, on the television, up the dial in terms of the on-track action, the screeching of the tires, the, the puck scraping, all that stuff. Well, yeah, I mean... 
Yeah, they could, I suppose, but it's just not the same, man. It's no rumbling. Yeah, but even at some of the other ones you see, other than like Mugello and San Marino and Aston, these they're getting 60, 70, 80,000 people a track. Again, yeah, that's a lot. Are those people really not going to attend because Moto E is there? No, of course not. They're still going because, again... I think the number one point we have to point out is this is not an either or. This is an addition to the show. And it's an addition for five of the races to see how it plays out. Yeah, I don't want to fucking see. I know how it's going to play out. It's going to play out like a fucking silent movie. And unless you're a fucking Nazi wearing, you know, mustache Charlie Chapman, no one gives a fuck about silent movies anymore. No one wants silence. You fucking Michael Bay makes his Transformers movies that all of the fucking elitists and all of the people with their fucking liberal degrees say are stupid. Well, guess what? Transformers The Last Night was the jam, dog. Excalibur, Swords, Optimus Prime, Explosions. Everyone loved Armageddon and no one liked Deep Impact. You know why? Because motherfucking explosions. <coughs> and all I'm saying is everyone loves explosions and everyone loves exploding dinosaur blood, a.k.a. a gasoline. Well, man, I don't know how to argue with that. It just sounds kind of like you're not super interested in the change. Like, this is the problem, is a lot of people are instantaneously, like, you know, their knee-jerk knee reflex and they don't like it because it's different. But again, it's different, but it's not, they're not mutually exclusive. Like, you're going to be able to have one or the other. So, you know, I mean, it's it's not like you oh, you don't get anything. And if Formula E in, uh, you know, the Formula Voldemort series shows is that people do like it, it gets shown. I mean, fuck Mahindra basically bailed on Moto3 to focus on Formula E and electronic stuff. Elon Musk just like launched something like a car with a fake guy in, into space. Fuck, Teslas are sick. I live in Marin, I live in uh, Northern California, man, just past Marin County. I work in it. I see Teslas and electric cars all the fucking time. It's coming whether you like it or not. I mean, if you're living in middle America or like Romania or something maybe, but if you're on one of the coasts, see man, that's the problem. You just completely get rid of middle America. You completely look down on it. Basically, if you're not on one of the coasts, you don't matter. Well, I didn't say that, man. You said that. I'm just saying that's clearly what you said. I don't know. My point is, is that, uh, it really comes down to like disliking change for change sake for the sake of change. If there's any one constant, it's that things are going to change. You if you, if you really get stuck in the rut, I mean, you don't want any change whatsoever. This could lead to other things. This could lead to hybrid bikes. Maybe we have hybrid bikes uh, that have smaller batteries and they're charging up as they go. They can use less fuel. They're more efficient. Shit, you could get into crazy stuff like having a hybrid bike that pulls the front. Remember that Yamaha dirt bike they made like seven or eight years ago where it was actually two-wheel drive and the front wheel would kick in and pull through turns and it made you the fucking corner speed hells of fast. I could easily see that end up being one of the things that comes from uh, electric bikes is the integration of hybrid technology into these things. I definitely think that 
you know, diesel for more or less is not going anywhere. Gasoline is staying. And in fact, as more and more people move to, to mass transit, move to electric bikes or electric cars or, or, so, or uh, self-driving cars, it's going to free up and let bikes be the show. Let, you know, loud, dirty, different bikes be the show. You might even see, you might end up even seeing bikes, uh, super bike classes or production classes leaning towards the electric bike racing earlier than GP simply because GP will be allowed to continue to push those limits because they're not beholden to selling, uh, you know, things off the sales floor. They just simply sell the, the brand, the sponsors, and the bike can be whatever it is. You see this with wings. These fucking bikes aren't coming with these big gaudy wings. Ducati's new V4 doesn't have wings, but these wings are part of their overall branding to get attention to the bike, and I could easily see um, motorcycle racing starting to lend itself to only Grand Prix uh, or, pro or prototype racing has uh, combustion engines where other stuff goes. Point being, electric bikes, I'm super excited for it. I know you, Alternate Kevin, aren't that excited for it. Fuck no, I'm not. But, you know, it's at least worth trying. And I think we try and we see, we find the kinks. Maybe it sucks. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm right. And uh, we go from there. I don't know. What I do know is disliking change for fucking change sake is some bullshit ass stuff. Okay. Like this is so calm. This is like, like last Jedi bullshit. Like everyone hated that Luke Skywalker uh, sat around and did nothing and then just like fucking died because that wasn't the Luke they remember. First of all, the Luke you remember was from like a thousand years ago. And if you're fucking stuck on your preconceived notions of who Luke should or shouldn't be, you're a fucking jackass. First of all, you were wrong. Look at all the other Jedis. The Jedis are a bunch of bitches. What exactly happened as soon as Palpatine took over? He, he like, marginally takes over, and Yoda's like, into exile, we must go. And Obi-Wan's like, fuck yeah, sounds good. Palpatine just took over, and even the no power structure is in place yet, and the Death Star's not quite built. Let's just not try and fight him. Fuck it. Let's not do anything. Let's let them build a Death Star. Let's that let them blow Alderaan up. I'm gonna go hang out in a swamp. You go hang out in a desert. It's gonna be all good, and we'll just wait and hope for the best. How the fuck did that do anything? Waiting and just not liking change and being in my shell. Fuck it. I don't like it. Whatever. That's the rise of the empire. What I'm saying is if you don't like change and you're against electric bikes, you love Vader and Palpatine and you were excited when Alderaan got blown up. So basically you love genocide. You're big into genocide and you like uh, watching mass murder. So uh, yeah, I said it. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Because there's no Rob and there's no Dennis and there's no Everett here to tell me otherwise. The only person here is George and George agrees with everything I say because he's just a fucking cat and he just likes to get pets. So uh, that being said, look exactly what Luke did. Luke disappears like a normal Jedi and what happens? The First Order arises, they build the fucking Starkiller base and they're blowing up planets left and right, son. So again, Luke is a bitch but he did exactly what y'all are saying to do which is 
put their head in the sands and do nothing and not be involved in helping weave and guide the change in the world. And that's really the problem, man. The change is coming whether you like it or not. Electric is coming on. And do you want to be involved in the direction it goes and how it goes and where it goes? Or you just want to pretend like it's not happening and push back and ignore and ignore and ignore and then find that you're not, you know, you're totally lost, totally not interested. And fucking Kylo Ren, aka Rob, is running the show. That's actually... Rob running the show would be kind of cool because I think he's he's kind of split evenly. He likes the tech, but he definitely likes to race big, loud bikes. So first point of order that happened was uh, Formula E info got dropped. Some of y'all liked it. Some of y'all hated it. Uh, basically, both of you were right and both of you were wrong. Let's see how it plays out before we make any judgments. But uh, the biggest news that happened in the last couple weeks since we haven't recorded is not even really involving motorcycle racing. I can't believe the number of fucking messages and the number of stuff I got over fucking the, the series that shall not be named deciding to get rid of Grid Girls. What's, am- <laughs> What's amazing to me is, first of all, This is a MotoGP podcast and our page is about MotoGP and motorcycle racing. But it's all anyone wanted me to fucking talk about was that you were pissed that fucking tits and ass aren't going to be on the grid of a car racing series anymore. So uh, I'm going to let one of the Kevins take this. I'm not exactly sure I'm ready to tell you which Kevin is which because I don't know if I want to alienate anyone with one Kevin's pain over the other. But let me just tell you this. Shit is gay, son. This is fucking mo- this is fucking Formula 1. This is the loudest, the fastest, the baddest ass cars and you know what I mean? Like we don't need to pussify everything. Like these great girls get paid. A ton of them have moved on to big jobs. There's a story about a Moto2 grid girl who started as a, 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 an umbrella girl before she moved up to be a crew chief in Moto2 for forward racing, I think. The idea that we're going to force this out is just caving to the same bullshit, velvet mafia, me too, liberal conspiracy that's trying to force the change down everyone's throat whether you want it or not. 99% of all the comments were how shitty this was, how stupid it is. Almost all the grid girls are pissed. They're paid. They produce sponsors. They're advertising for these companies that are on the grid and there to advertise. Whether you like it or not, sex sells. You put anything on a shirt on a fucking, you know, big-breasted Swedish blonde chick that's skinny with her ass hanging out and people going to buy that shit. That's just how it goes. That's the way of the world. I don't know why we try and change it. I don't know why we're trying to get involved. It's not that big of a deal. There, no one forces these girls to do this shit. No one forces these girls to do any of this stuff. They do it. They get paid, or at least most of them do. Some of them do it just because they do it for free because it's fun. They get out there. They're on the grid. They're advertising for people. The riders like them. The fans like them. What is the problem? The real question is, why is it a problem for a guy to, to look at something he likes? He likes the cars. He looks at them. He likes the chicks. She's there volunteering to be looked at. I don't see the problem. We can't deny the basic biology of the fact that dudes want to see that. And you know what? I got a million comments and messages from chicks, from girls who are like, this is dumb. No one cares. Why are we making this big deal out of it? This is like, this is caving to the tyranny of the minority. The few vocal 
you know, Twitter Nazi social justice warriors who write for fucking Vox are the ones complaining, and now we're gonna fucking acquiesce to them because, like, if not, it'll find out that a couple of the grid girls got their butts pinched, and suddenly all the fucking managers of the teams are gonna have to Harvey Weinstein it up and bail on the teams, and it's gonna ruin the sport. I don't know. I'm just saying shit is gay that we getting rid of it. Uh, I mean, this is Broto GP, dog. Like you said, big dicks and AKs, not little shriveled dicks and fucking, you know what I mean, pencils and fucking pocket protectors and shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I, I think you got to slow down a little bit, okay, before you alienate too many people. Here's the thing. Formula One said that it doesn't fit with their brand image and their brand image is they're trying to be family and fun atmosphere they're trying to be uh, more inclusive of women they want more women to watch they want more women to go on and dedicate all this time to where all you see is male drivers all you see is male heads of teams all you see is male bosses male commentators and the only girls that are represented in the series are girls who are basically told to shut the fuck up, smile, and let me see your butt hang on that little skirt a little bit. What does that say about the sport? What does that say about getting more women involved, growing uh, viewership? And it's not just that, man. At what point do we just decide to stop objectifying women for the sake of it? I got multiple messages saying they're not going to watch anymore because this. You're not going to watch racing, badass, fast cars, highest tech racing because for a couple minutes you can't see some chick's tick hang up. You're that fucking thirsty, bro. Like, bro. Pornhub.com is a website. You can go watch porn. You can see anything you want. Shit, you can go to RedTube. You can go to YouPorn. I don't fucking know. But the point being is, man, if you are that fucking thirsty, you got to look in the mirror and say, yo, what the fuck? Because getting a date these this day and age is not that hard. They have this thing called Twinder. Swipe right, swipe left. She swipes right, swipes left. Eventually, boom, you guys find out. You both think you're okay enough to fuck. So you meet up and fuck. The fact that grid girls are on the grid, it's so archaic and just a throwback to the old days. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just look at it. Like, I think it's kind of lame. Like, at Laguna Seca, you see these girls walking around and the dudes are just ogling the fuck out of them or they're taking pictures of their asses and it's so pathetic. And just me, like, I don't have kids, but a lot of my friends do. And it's hard for me to expect to take, like, a little boy or especially a little girl to a to or to a race and see that what happens is, is that these girls, like, the boys get to go race and the boys get to ride in the carts and the girls get to see that the 19, 20, 20 year old, 22, three year old girls are in shirts that are way too short with their fucking asses hanging out, smiling and pretending to like the nasty ass sweaty dudes who are touching them a little too much, taking pictures a little too much. And that's really the thing. That shit just reinforces that first and foremost, your eye candy. And once you've proved or allowed yourself to be eye candy for long enough, now you can get the option. Like that story of the girl who was an umbrella girl, who, who was on Twitter, who became a journalist and got involved. Like, dude, eat shit. This is the problem. Your whole story was predicated on the way you made contacts and the way you got involved in the sport was first and foremost, you had to let a bunch of guys think they could fuck you. Because that's really what's going on here, man. And then once those guys thought they could fuck you and you got to know them, then you got your contacts in. Is that really what we want? What happened to just having the merits of like 
you know about motorcycles enough, you could be a crew chief or you're a good enough mechanic. You have to gain. Why does everything women do have to be first predicated on a guy, not ruffling a guy's feathers, not making him too mad and pretending you like him enough that you can get involved in the sport you like, like, no dude has to go through that. Bro, have you seen some of these guys like Carlos Pernot? That dude is two fucking comb over steps away from Donald Trump, son. And he's like a manager and been a manager of Valentino. Some of the biggest Italian writers there are and runs Premac and shit. Like, you know, this girl that was posting shit on Twitter. Like, no offense, but we still live in the world where if you want to be a moto journalist chick, you got to be super fucking hot. No offense to Matt Burt or Dylan Gray or Nick Harris, but those guys did not have to be super fucking fine to get involved in commentating. They actually just got judged on their merit. What a weird concept, being judged on your merit. And the bigger problem is, and I talked to a couple people about that. I talked to some friends, and here's the real thing. This is not some liberal conspiracy. It's not acquiescing. MotoGP, Formula One are moving into new and bigger markets. The South, look at MotoGP, Thailand rounds, Indonesia, they're looking for it. Southeast Asia, a lot of these areas are surprisingly conservative. Surprisingly religious, surprisingly conservative. Look at fucking Hazif Siren. It's going to be probably riding for, Moto, for Tech 3. First Muslim, I think, on the grid. All the pictures of him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend is fucking hajibed up. Or hijabed up. Sorry, I'm fucking drinking a little too much of this peanut newer. The point being is that a massive number of the areas they're looking to expand into, India, Indonesia, are relatively conservative. And one of my man was talking to him on, on Facebook was telling me, like... His grandma loves racing, but she just don't want to be around this stuff. A lot of highly conservative families, highly conservative groups are not interested in being exposed to this stuff. They're not interested in having uh, that part of it. Well, you know what? Fuck those guys. I mean, what are we, we're acquiescing to the fucking, uh, to, to other people's cultures now and we're getting involved in that. This is bullshit. The racing, the, it, it's based in the West. It comes from the West. We should be exporting our culture to them, not changing our culture so they can watch and we can get money from it. That's some bullshit. Fucking put chicks with tits on the grid. It's fun. It's cool. The idea that they're taking away and adding little kids is kind of fucking weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, they took paying girls' jobs off the grid and got free child labor. That ain't exactly progressive or interesting. Hey, man. Lots of fucking sports have kids on the field. Like, look at fucking baseball with ball boys. Are you telling me that you wouldn't have watched baseball if they got rid of, like, scantily clad skanks on the field and changed them to ball boys? Or, like, in tennis, you're telling me that a fucking Rafael Nadal is bouncing or, bat or battling and then he needs a new, one of the balls goes limp on the, on the, on the, uh, Balls goes limp. <laughs> that title rubs sex tape. <laughs> but what you're telling me that uh, one of those ones gets faulted, and instead of having one of those young kids run by, grab the ball, and get in there, they gotta have some chick parade out there with their fucking butthole hanging out, and you wouldn't watch tennis anymore? Come on. Join the 21st century. Now, fuck you, man. This is just like... This is a classic example of you telling me what I need to do and looking down on the way I view things. I like it the way it is. There's not a problem. It's not turning viewership off. Viewership is up and we're exporting our ideas. I mean, you know, you could argue that getting rid of them is anti-feminist. You're taking women off the grid. You're taking women out of their jobs and you're basically reducing the women's role completely. Now there's no women role models on the grid whatsoever. 
you know, and you're replacing them with kids. They're getting voted on by the national series or carding series. Like that's not going to be a bunch of nepotism. Who has the most money or most connections getting on the grid and doing that? Please. This shit is so contrived. It's a dumbass PR move. And they only changed it because the Me Too movement is starting to get a lot of people and starting to get a lot of people in Hollywood. You've seen this shit with Quentin Tarantino and you've seen this shit. Look what happened to Aziz. That was just some bad sex, son. That guy just tried tried to get his nut, she blew him, didn't want to fuck, so he bailed, <clears throat> and then she tried to say she he sexually assaulted him after the fact. No fucking way. I don't know, man. That story sounded kind of weird. That guy was all up on her shit and basically went with like the family guy 50 no's and a yes means yes. And that's exactly the point is that you get into a position where women are expected to say yes to men's advances for a certain number of times to actually get involved. That trickles down to every facet of the uh, of society. It trickles down everywhere, man. Every woman seems to have this story of the dude who sexually harassed her at work or the guy who wouldn't take no for an answer or the guy that cat called her and when she didn't say anything was like fuck you you know yelled at her and stuff and it becomes a problem so oh, I'm just drinking my Pinot Noir and gathering my thoughts I'm just saying that we need to know two things guys one this hasn't happened to MotoGP yet so while that I'm even talking about it it's kind of ridiculous because the series that shall not be named uh, is who's doing it not MotoGP. MotoGP is maintaining their grid girl presence. And uh, two, I mean, we haven't even, it ha not only has that not happened, but it, who, who are you to say what they should or shouldn't do? This is a PR move based on a trying to attract a greater number of fans. Is that so wrong? Like, you know, like, is not having that girl on the grid such a detriment to the show for you that you may not watch as like a 41 year old dude like why should you like that that shouldn't bother you like as like a 13 year old girl that can be bothersome or as a parent of girls or just as someone who doesn't want to reinforce that patriarchy it can really be off-putting but are you really that mad about it it's like people who are just they're mad at things they're just mad at the world changing and being mad at the changing world is causing them to to overemphasize, like everyone instantly added, it's a liberal conspiracy, it's this and it's that. It fucking is, bro. It totally is. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me finish my thought. All right, whatever. But the point being that if you're this mad about it, I think you're mad at other things. You're mad at other movements, other politics are bothering you because in a vacuum, this is Formula One saying we want to take the girls off the grids and we want to emphasize the next generation of riders by getting young riders from junior series or karting series onto the grid with their families, showing them a good time and having that exposure and, and, and showing that there are these smaller series and building the series more from the ground. It's really investing in the future. And the byproduct is they're hoping to attract younger kids to get more interested in racing. Dude, this is so fucking stupid. It's kart racing. The, it, your gender doesn't choose it. Let me let me let you in on something, bro. 
you gain a small fortune in racing cars by starting with a large one. This is not about gender or sexuality or any of this fucking bullshit. It's about rich people. Because that's who's racing these cars. Rich people. Elena Myers is didn't get into racing because she was a girl or was a guy. She got into racing because her dad owned a track. Carl Abraham didn't get into racing because he was a guy. He got into racing because his dad had enough money that while he continued to get his studies university, he was able to pursue a racing career. In the end, it all comes down to money. And this bullshit excuse of getting rid of the girls to be more inclusive on women is fucking horseshit. It's just lip service. Meanwhile, the true barrier to all this stuff is the same true barrier that everyone ignores in all this identity politics bullshit, and it's money. And it's the idea that whoever gets to race carts and then race cars and get involved is who has connections and who has money. And all we're doing is reinforcing that by focusing on all this bullshit identity politics that divides people instead of keeps them going. I don't know, man. Look, the gender thing is huge right now. This is women are coming together and realizing that as a voice together, they can make real change. Senators have retired. People are stepping down from major positions. And I think it's smart for Formula One to realize they should embrace this change uh, just like MotoGP is embracing the electric change and get involved with it because there's uh, no, there is no, um, there's no future in ignoring the future. Like there's no future in being stuck in the past. You have to grow. If you are stagnant, if you're just sitting there, it's you're not growing you're going to retract at some point look at harley man look at harley's problems they continued to focus their demographic on one single demographic and again i'm not judging this demographic but they focus their demographic on older rich white dudes and that's fine because that sold you stuff for a long time. But then you had a financial crisis and for a number of years, a whole generation couldn't afford bikes. And then suddenly the next generation came around and they didn't want bikes. And if they did want bikes, what they did not want was loud, gaudy, obnoxious, overly materialist, large, heavy machines. And Harley is fucked right now. They just closed a fucking plant. They're closing a plant because... They can't sell these things, man. Every single year, their their sales are dropping. 2017, it was like 3.7% drop, and their units were this much, and there was a drop the year before, a drop the year before. Harley's a good example. By living in the past and only living on nostalgia, you have a serious problem, and that is aging and diminishing user rate or viewership or purchasing entities whatever fucking crew you're in and look at what triumph did they released those those uh scramblers and the and the tt100s and now the bobber which by the way is fucking sick i'm thinking about buying one and there was that bobber but what are they doing they're right moto 2 in two years, Moto2 is coming up. See, they're building on nostalgia, but they're also investing in the future in race bikes and getting their name associated with the sport. And I think that that's a good example of you can live in the past or you can you can dream of the past and be fond of it, but not have it dictate you to the point where it's detrimental. And 
if you're someone who's really, really obsessed with not having Moto uh, e-bikes in the grid and really bothered by it, or someone who's really obsessed with being able to see, you know, mildly attractive chicks' butts hanging out, uh, ah, fuck, I'm just telling you, man, you might be getting kind of letting the world pass you by. If you still have a MySpace and you're fucking still on Friendster, you might want to think about that a little bit, or if you even know what I'm talking about, maybe you're too old, but, uh, all I'm saying is we can't be stuck too much in, yeah, but you know what, man, like, we can't just get rid of tradition. Like, traditions hold things together. They connect people. They get involved. The ability to have tradition, the ability to have something that can bring multiple together is a big deal. Have hearkening back. You use baseball as a great example. Baseball has been around for like 150 years. The rules have barely changed, and it's still going okay. Look at the NFL. They're having major problems. Other than these guys fucking kneeling and hating on veterans left and right. Really what they're doing is they change the rules every year. It's not even the same game I was watching 10 years ago. You can barely touch the quarterback. You can't hit guys. You go down to get him and tackle him. And he jumps. You hit him in the knee. You get fucking technical fouls. No one knows the rules. You can't even watch it because they're constantly changing the rules and constantly changing the game. There's no cohesion to it. You don't even know what you're watching from one year to the next. It's fucking horseshit. It's not the same game. And all they did was pussify it to the point like, why do I even want to watch it? It's not the same game. I'm just mad at how different it is. And if you have a series that you're changing and you're just making people mad, well, making people mad is not a good way to fucking increase your sport. And football is just pissing people off left and right. They can't do anything right. And it's because they keep changing things faster than people want change. They're pussifying this thing so quick that no one's involved. That's exactly what Moto E is, and that's exactly what the Grid Gold brand is. It's just pussifying the whole series left and right to make it to the point where it's so dumbed down and it's so watered down, it's like, why even watch it? Because if it's bland, if it doesn't excite you, well, I don't want to watch it. And sometimes things that excite some people really, really bother other people. And we don't have to have a sport that everyone likes. And we have to cater to everyone, man, and everything. Because at some point, you cater to enough people that you're, uh, you know, you're ignoring your original fan base that kept you through thick and thin. You use that CRT as an example, too. Hey, man, when fucking the recession hit, I still bought my pass. I still bought my thing. And I watched when there was 13 fucking bikes on the grid. 13 loud as fuck. Four stroke bikes getting their fucking asses ridden off. And now, after I stick through thick and thin and get them through the hard times, they instantly want to change everything as soon as the going gets good again. The economy's roaring and bumping once more, and what do they do? They want to change everything. Well, you better be fucking careful, man, because the stock market dropped like a thousand points the other day, and we get a couple more big drops, and the economy retracts, and you're not going to have your hardcore fan base that have been watching for 20 years to bail you out like we had last time. Well... It's actually a pretty good point. You can't anger your base to the point that you take it out from under you. You have to have a foundation from which to build your new stories or your extensions. So I kind of say what you're saying, like, and I think that's what they're doing with Moto E. And I think that's why Moto GP is letting this grid girl thing play out with Formula One. They want to see how it reacts because, you know, man, you're right. You can't alienate people to the point that your base leaves uh your base leaves and then if there's a problem and we know these problems happen and we know the motorcycle industry is very very susceptible to these problems because they're considered luxury items in many areas or toys that you can't uh be 
so um, pushing things forward that you alienate the initial crew that have been around. It needs to be more of a gradual transition. Oh, we don't need a transition at all. What's wrong with fucking loud-ass bikes? That's not what I'm saying. I just mean, like, I get what you're saying. You made a good point, okay? I'm agreeing with you a little bit, bro. So so just calm down. I'm just, I'm fucking fired up, okay? Like, you know, we finally get to let loose. We finally get to do it. We finally get to be involved. Man, we opened this shit with the chronic, son. We fucking uncensored. So if we're uncensored and we want to talk about fucking chicks titties, we going to talk about titties. Oh, George is putting his paw on me. He's telling me that we've been probably talking uh, for a little while. So... That being said, you know, an hour or so into this, uh, the real question becomes, can't we find kind of common ground on it a little bit? Who's right? Who's wrong? I'll tell you this. Both sides are a little right. Both sides are a little wrong. There's merit to both points, and we really shouldn't be fucking arguing over the merits of both points when we both agree that we just want this series to be entertaining, and we should understand that entertaining means one thing for one and another thing for another. The core of the entertainment is basically the same. We like watching fast bikes fly around the track, and, you know, we like hot chicks sometimes. Rob thought we should add some dudes to the grid. I kind of thought, why do we need to have sexy people on the grid at all? I have no fucking idea. Uh, why is that a predicated on being excited? But, you know, like Vegas status, man. You go to see a show and you want to have a little bit of something for everything. So all I'm saying is... Let's fucking calm down. Let's think about it a little bit. Let's decide, you know, what it is that we actually want out of uh, our motorcycle racing and kind of get involved in it from there. There's definitely things that we can learn, things that we can't. The reality is, is that motorsport, not motorsport, but sports in general, viewership is down across the board. YouTube, Netflix, uh, the new economy, the new the new entertainment is really hitting a lot of sports hard. You see it. The UFC, if you take away Conor McGregor, had a shite year. Football is down. Even though the revenues aren't down, the revenues are fine. They're actually up, but viewership is down. People's attitudes towards sport, I think, are changing, especially in some of the high-end Western cultures. So they're aiming, no, no, I mean high end, I mean like uh, high end, (laughs) I mean like um, developed, Uh, who have been watching this stuff for a while have seen that the, uh, you know, the the attitudes are changing. So they're aiming towards new uh, emerging or growing markets who are rabid for it, man. Look at Sepang, look at Malaysia. I think Indonesia is fucking stoked off their asses for MotoGP. Um... You know, so you can't ignore those markets and you can't know that if you have something that really bothers them enough that it could be detrimental to growing, you have to let that happen because there's a lot of bikes to be sold in these countries. In Pakistan, talk to our friend Liza Nack over at uh, Motorcycles and Misfits, the Recycle Garage, who went to Pakistan to ride. They're selling those Honda C- CF150, like, uh, you know, street bikes, hand over fist, man. They're selling, like, way more of those than Harley sells all around the world. Yeah, they might be low, low cost, but they're low cost to manufacture, and it's all about branding these days, and it's all about... Uh, in brand image so brand image is important and you have to have that fine line uh, between it kind of like the fine line i've been trying to walk for the past 45 minutes that being said um 
Grid girls are awesome, but they're also stupid as fuck. And electric bikes are awesome. They're also stupid as fuck. Uh, it really kind of depends on how you choose to interpret uh, what we're looking at. So, uh, writerslaw.com. That's writerslaw with a Z dot com. And in the true spirit of grid girls, I can uh, fade us out with, uh, you know. Ain't shit but hoes and tricks. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Rob's gonna fucking kill me about this part. <laughs> Anyways, I'm Kevin. You're a fan. There's no Rob. There's no Dennis. No Everett. Just me. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Out.